welcome to episode 13 of Unhealthy Discourse. As always, I'm Aaron. I'm Matt. <clears throat> uh, Matt, I just called you Mott. Matt is uh, mocking me because I have a little bit of a cold and I warned him before that if I coughed that he would have to edit it out. So I think he's just coughing preemptively. Uh, Getting it out of the way. Practicing uh, for future editing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's reasonable. Um, so unlike last episode, we do not have our dear friend John with us. Uh, but we do have an exciting topic in store for everyone. We spent probably 10 times the amount of time that we normally spend deliberating uh, what to do for this episode topic. Because normally we put about maybe like six seconds of thought into it. And we're like, that sounds good. And then what side do you want to take? And then we take it um yeah but this one we had too many too many good options too many um and today's episode we will be debating carbon versus carbonara carbon obviously you know as the element and carbonara the delicious pasta dish uh i will be taking the side of carbonara matthew will be taking the side of the element of carbon um I didn't even ask Matt. How how are you? What's what's going on? Are you doing well? Oh, you doing, this? doing great. Yeah, enjoying the fall weather. Um, playing some, playing in a soccer league. Basketball oh, league is starting soon. So many exciting things going on over here in Chicago. Yeah. Wait. How how what's the temperature like there these days? It's still been a little bit warm. It's like just getting into the sixties. Okay. Um, but should be getting a little bit cooler soon. Sounds pretty similar to you here. Although on Saturday it was 80 degrees. And then on Monday it was like 48 degrees, which is what I think might what? have been the source of my cold. Uh, yeah. Temperature change. Um, but uh, yes, viewers, listeners, all of you out there. Um, Matt. He uh, deserted me. I, we're no longer in the same city. It's been like that for several episodes now, about almost two years. And I'm just announcing this as the truth. <laughs> now. Like it's news. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, still devastated, still devastated. But um, it's it, the wound is still fresh. But the pod is alive, and that's what matters. That's what matters. The pod survives. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, and how are oh, you besides the cold? Doing good? I'm doing fantastic. Um, yeah, I was trying to think of a single... Oh, oh, okay. Exciting, exciting thing that happened to me this weekend. Well, it's not an exciting thing that happened, but um, uh, guess the theme of the party that I went to on Saturday. Uh, Fraser theme. If only <laughs> I wish. Oh my god, I have like crazy themed coasters. Like I would have been so ready, and no one would have understood it. Um, this is like very sad. But one of my good friends, her dog recently passed away. Um, which is very very sad. R.A.P. Kason, much love. One of the few dogs that uh, I actually like welcomed receiving photos of because most of the time I'm just like cool it's a dog but um I really liked 
like those photos. But uh, the reason I bring that up is because Eden Frazier, Niles Crane, gets this miniature greyhound. And it is like the scene when he gets it is so funny because it's just like he it's such a like an uppy and pretentious like uppity and pretentious little dog and it just like fits Niall so much and then like he'll like tell the dog what to do and then the dog doesn't do it he just goes okay like okay like repeatedly <laughs> um I don't really remember why I brought this oh yeah yeah, yeah. just okay anyway uh that what was, was the just, theme of the party <laughs> Uh, the theme of the party was, uh, well, it was, quote, fuckboy funeral, quote, unquote, but I hate using that word because I think it's really stupid, so I called it, in my own words, even though I didn't throw the party, I renamed it to all the boys who wronged us. And oh. so the thing is, there were also, like, guys that date yeah. women that showed up so it wasn't just it was just anyway um but the theme was you had to dress up in like black like funeral clothing but like obviously more like party funeral clothing if that makes sense yeah. like shorter whatever um and we like wrote down the names of those who like have wronged us in the past on pieces of paper and burned them and went around and said one line about each of them. And there were like tombstone decorations that had like things on them. And people like, yeah, like eulogized. It was like so funny. Wow. That is involved. I know. I know. I got the invite on Thursday and it was on Saturday. And I was like very impressed at how much like preparation was done within that short period of time. Although maybe the maybe the invite went out to the others well before. I'm not sure. But, uh, Months in advance. Yeah, they were like, we had a cancellation. I guess we can invite Aaron. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, otherwise I'm doing really well, uh, minus the cold. And nice. my parents come this weekend. Uh, but aside That's from that, are you ready to debate? Are you ready to show down carbon versus carbonara? I'm 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 super ready. Uh this is this gonna be a barn burner. Two two great things here. I love that you're already admitting that both are great. Both are uh, great. I feel like traditionally I make you go first. Um mm -hmm. and why why buck tradition? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> So, so we're talking about carbon here, the uh, element. Now, I am by no means a chemist. Um, <laughs> no. So, <laughs> so this one's uh, a little tricky, but I do know that carbon is essential for life. Um, it it it's it exists in all living organisms. So that's a big cool thing um about carbon life is cool um definitely more interesting than non-life uh you have to admit that, I'll give you that one. i guess i'll give it that, that if one. nothing else more interesting <laughs> very true what very if true. we were all just rocks or like sand or s stuff like that we wouldn't even be able to have a podcast and <laughs> 
We were just two grains of sand on the beach of life, or rather, lack of life. Non-life. <laughs> non-life. Yeah. See? This podcast would not exist, and for that, for that, I'm thankful that we are not non-life. Here's the carbon for that. Yeah. Also, cool thing about carbon is um, it's like a friendly element. Like, it's it's the social butterfly elements um, because it forms more compounds than any other element. Uh, sometimes called the king of elements. I, like I don't know. <laughs> Chemists or something. I'm nerds. Why, why would it be called the king? Um, I don't know. It could be the queen of elements. I don't know. Or royalty of elements. Maybe the court jester of elements. <laughs> no, no, that's like the hydrogen or something. Oh, really? It, hydrogen is only in yeah. in water, which gives us life. Yeah, hydrogen is probably more important. The court jester of elements is probably like I don't know. Is copper an element? Uh, yes. Yeah, it seems like a real court jester type element. What do you think? I think tungsten. Which one? Tungsten. Atomic number tungsten? 74. Yeah. yeah, I can totally see that. Which is actually having a huge moment on finance Twitter recently. I don't know if you know about that. Um, Sounds familiar, but what what is the all the hubbub? Uh, I'm not really sure. Just people like like to get in, into like weird, obscure altcoins and alternative investments. And there's something going on with tungsten. Not really sure. Is that the name of a uh, like DeFi or something? I don't know. I think people are just like literally investing in this metal. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That is niche. Uh, so that was uh, this podcast. Um, Aaron gives us a niche finance Twitter fact. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> Honestly, if if not, <laughs> if, if I'm here for anything, it's to provide that content. Also, it's not That's even really a fact because it's only just me speculating on why people are tweeting about <laughs> I really don't have any facts. No, that, those are the facts that we prefer on this podcast. I've just been retweeting things about it, and I don't even know. Oh, man. Classic. How... Classic me move. My dad that actually is... called me. And was like, why am I getting so many things? Like, why Aaron liked this? And like, who are these people? And I'm like, just don't go on Twitter if you don't want to be annoyed by my content. That's the answer. (laughs) Figure it out. Or make a list. Because then it doesn't show all the likes of other people, right? Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's the, like, workaround. It's kind of an annoying workaround. Extremely. I wish you could just yeah. turn off the liking thing because then I get some anyway. Yeah. Anyway, back to carbon, back to carbon. Back back to carbon. Okay. Big fact number three about carbon. Elemental carbon can take the form of one of the hardest substances, which is diamond, or one right. of the softest, graphite. That's interesting, interesting, right? That is really interesting. Yeah, we use diamonds and rings, as people probably know. And um, 
we use graphite and pencils, which maybe some people didn't know. I don't know. Get you a girl who can do both. That's what I got to say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Basically carbon. Carbon. So carbon, if we were to like break it down, like th probably this is what chemistry mostly is, since I have no idea. <laughs> if we were to personify carbon, it would be a social butterfly that is wicked, wicked smart. Right. but also um, has great taste in fine jewelry. I think that that's probably the best characterization of any, uh, you know, peri periodic element that I've ever heard. Yeah, me too. Wow. I think there We're, should be. We win a prize for that? Um, I'll give you <clears throat> some brownie points. Ooh, nice. Wait, uh, so coming up later in the podcast, we're going to list some awards and we're going to guess what they're for. So I think uh, that's going to be one of my guesses is the award I should win for coming up with the uh, best personification of a periodic table element. Who, who's to say it doesn't exist? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, I hope it does. I hope it does. Yeah. If not, there's an opportunity. Yeah. Talk about More an alternative investment. People. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, um, that's kind of the basis of my argument. So. All right. So let's recap. So it is important for life. Integrals. Yes. Okay. That's a little bit of a tough argument to go up against, but I'll try. <laughs> um, uh, Most two compounds most compounds so it's it's uh, the social butterfly okay. three uh elemental carbon is in uh diamond and graphite hardest and softest wow talk about versatile oh, oh okay but here's a question for you before we move on if carbon was in the NBA, which Ooh. like it is but like what position would he play and for what team or what player would would yeah. in the yeah, yeah. carbon? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. <laughs> you should have been prepared. Dang, definitely like a two-way player. So I'm I'm thinking like offense, defense. I'm thinking like Joel Embiid. Oh, I was yeah. not expecting that. But yeah, I, like fun, like interesting, talkative, outgoing. Also excellent on offense, defense, can do a bit of everything. I, I was thinking like that's of the modest route, good, good but like that one works too. Yeah. Those um, are both good answers by us. All right, we'll go we'll go with Joel Embiid. You know you know carbon more as it is your side. <laughs> I know everything about carbon. <laughs> uh all right. Well those that's Wait, a, that's I just a, thought of something. What about right. carbon as a name instead of like Carmen? Oh, carbon. What if, what if they made? Oh, do you think the put that the, down? Do you, do you think the chemistry apart or department at Ohio State had the song Carbon Ohio instead of Carmen Ohio? <laughs> I'm certain they did. They should. If not, again, what an opportunity. Um, Dude, this... wait, did you ask me a question and, and did I just forget it? Is that what just happened? What if it was a name? Would you name your child Carmen? Oh. 
Okay, this feels like the episode of Seinfeld 7 and Soda. Yeah. Right? I was um, um, inspired by that. Good. I mean, Seinfeld is now on Netflix to all those, which is a huge update in Aaron World. Um, particularly because I can make references now and people actually get them. Whereas, like, before I was Thank saying God. things and then people would be like, Whoa, and I'd be like, come on. Um, and they're like, well, I don't have Hulu. And I'm like, uh, so now I'm like, everyone has Netflix or access to a login from like an ex-boyfriend or something. So like, you know, get um, on it. Get watching Seinfeld people. I think Carbon's not a bad name. What about an it's alternate not terrible. Seven, like C-A-R-B-E-N? Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. I would go for that. C-A-R-B-Y-N? Ooh, I like that. Yeah, sort of like Corbin. Yeah, I know a Corbin. Yeah, it's a good name. Mm-hmm. Carbon, though. So if anyone's uh, currently, you know, na- in the process of naming a child, name it Carbon in honor of this podcast. Yeah, and please, please make the middle name Unhealthy Discourse so that we can get our... <laughs> yeah (laughs) it's only fair or i guess yeah put our in uh tattoo our instagram handle on oh yeah onto the baby's foot or something yeah um okay i'm sorry we're not pro cruelty but uh it does make for a good joke um uh okay i guess i guess we could maybe maybe uh um, compromise, and you could name the middle name Aaron and Matt. Maybe. All one word. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, those are like honestly pretty, pretty solid points. Um, and I think I'm gonna have a hard time going up against this. But what I'm, what I'm going to start off with here, in my argument for Carbonara is Stanley Tucci, mm. and <clears throat> he has a show. Um, called, like, Searching for Italy or something. That's a thing right now. And it's fantastic. And in the first episode, they go to, you know, in, they, they're they in Italy. They're in Italy in all the episodes, but in the first one, this is the only one I've seen. So um, they're also in Italy. And he eats a bunch of carbonara and cacio e pepe. And it looks so good on the TV that uh, it actually, that episode motivated me to make dinner, cook it in my kitchen uh, at one point. And it really did spur the trend where I have only gotten meal delivery once in the last month. Whoa. And that's huge for me. That is big for you. I used to get it way too much. Um, and so one thing is that carbonara looks so good that it made me actually enter my kitchen. So that's like a really big one. Um, two, two is that the noodles that is generally used for carbonara are the long ones and they, they're long and squiggly and that's just funny. Um, (laughs) Three, three is that 
it's better than cacio e pepe because it has meat in it. Because apparently, I don't know about some people, but I learned this like probably a year ago, uh, that the difference, the only difference between cacio e pepe and carbonara is that carbonara has uh, pork in it, little like pork slices, um, which I think really elevates the dish. If your religion allows you to enjoy that, um, thankfully, um, I can eat pork, so that is a tidbit that is not really helping my argument at all, but true. Um, and uh, I would say that my last argument is that if you are an athlete, a long-distance runner, any of those things, what is better than carbonara to help you carbo-load two days before? Because one, it's pasta, so it has a lot of carbs. And two, it's in the name. It's in the name. Oh, that is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, you're right. Wow, that's a flawless I argument. <laughs> I, I thought so. Um, yeah, so like one, let, let's just recap. One, Stanley Tucci and Delicious and made me save money because I stopped ordering food so much. Uh, also, Stanley Tucci, have you ever seen that video of him making a Negroni? It's like, honestly, like ASMR. It's like so, so calming and nice that I just, anyone watching, listening. No, should I have to look that up. I don't video. even know who this guy is, but. Um, he's like an actor and he's very Italian and bald and wears glasses and he's very like suave, suave. Um, and, uh, he was in the Devil Wears Prada, which is one of my favorite movies. And, um, also one thing that just bothers me about that movie is that people always like go on Twitter and they're like, oh, such a contentious take. Uh, Andy, the main girl's boyfriend, was like the worst character in that movie, and she was actually great. And I'm like, that's not even a contentious take. Literally, everyone says that. It drives me nuts when people think that they're like saying something that's like a counter argument or like a different point when it's like the the view of the majority. Like you're not special. Yeah. Drives me yeah. nuts. Carbonara never does that. And that's another thing. Carbonara never gets on Twitter and says a take that they think is controversial, but isn't. Carbonara I've never once, never, never, I've never seen, seen it. Yeah, do that on Twitter. You're right. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Solid point. Um, yeah. So again, recap. Second point was that it, long squiggly noodles hilarious. Um, and three carbo loading carbonara. It's in the name. Like, it's going to help you run a better marathon, work out better, like, just. Yeah, um, so, no no counter arguments against any of that. Uh, when was the last time that you had carbonara, Matthew? Mm, I don't remember specifically, but uh, probably not that long ago. It's one of my favorite dishes at an Italian restaurant. Love that for you. I haven't been to an Italian restaurant in a while. Uh, I went with my parents this weekend. We went to a place nearby. And what did I get? No, I got the chicken parmesan. Oh, fantastic. They didn't have a, I don't think they had a carbonara. Or maybe I was considering carbonara. I can't remember. But I feel like it's parm- an Italian place. They've got to have carbonara. But um, chicken parma is fantastic. 
One question that I will ask you that just popped in my mind is what is your favorite pasta type, shape? Ooh. Wow. Tough question on the spot. I think, I think it, the one I most often get is carbonara. Honestly. Oh, so like you're doing a pasta dish. Love it. But I was talking about like. Oh, the actual pasta itself. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you mine. Yeah, go ahead. Um. I think I like rotini the best. The rotini little, is great. The little spirals, those, those are great. Yeah. Is rigatoni? What is rigatoni? Is that rigatoni is like the short, uh, like cylinders, but they're like wider than. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I like I like those ones, but yeah, I think I think rotini is better. Wow, you're you're jumping on the rotini game. Yeah, it's excellent. Why? I know a lot of people who like bucatini, but I just think that they just think that that sounds fancy, and so they have to what say that? that. I don't even know what that is. It's like it's like um, long noodles. It's honestly, I feel like often used in uh, whatever you call it. Uh, I think it's often used in carbonara, but I don't think it's my favorite noodle. You know, they're like long, but like. Not spaghetti. They're like hollow in, they're hollow in the center. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever had this. I also like a just like call me plain Jane. I like a regular old spaghetti. From, you know, solid. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Little small Erin went at the height of her obsessive compulsive disorder when she was little. It was less controlled. <laughs> had a lot of trouble with long noodles. Because of why is that like Too how funny. disorganized they are, and how they would just flap around, oh. and then like sometimes they would like like shoot sauce Too off or like, or like flap onto your face or like things like that, and I just didn't like that they couldn't be controlled. <laughs> I I can totally see that. I yeah, uh, knowing me, it makes a lot of sense. But without context, they're before, but untamable. Without, it sounds a little insane, but uh, it is true. It is true. It was a problem I had. Um, but for point four point values, I think that I'm going to award you thirty two points, Matthew. Solid, solid. That might be one of the highest point values that anyone's ever given out. Yeah, we. I always forget what we. I think I give you um, high thirties maybe one time. I always forget. Oh, maybe I don't know, but if in as customary, we add nineteen hundred to it, so nineteen thirty two, um, which is a year after my uh, maternal grandmother was born. Exciting, I think. I think the the year before the chocolate chip cookie was invented. Not quite sure. Um, but yeah, how do you feel about your large point value? Um, well, I really love carbonara and carbon for that matter. Um, but uh, especially the carbo loading really won me over. I'm gonna award Thank you, you 34 points 
What? Oh, you're too kind, Matthew. I don't think I deserve to win that one. Um, but I'm honored. I'm truly honored. And you know, when someone awards you a win, they can't take it away. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also just want well, so the was invented in 1938, so neither of us got that. But um, I'll yeah. take 1934 any day. Any day. Yeah. It ain't no 38, but, well, we both did our best and uh, gave ourselves arbitrary scores or gave each other right. arbitrary scores. So um, that's the important part about this podcast. One question about 1934, and that is, when were the Winter Olympics started? Because wouldn't there have been one in 1934 if the Summer Olympics were in 36? Winter yeah. Olympics first. Do we know? Excuse me. Oh, 1924. Okay. So... That doesn't check out. Oh, the winter, it's only one year after. I was thinking it was two years, right? Oh, I was thinking that too. I don't know. I'm lost. Or did maybe they changed it at some point? Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? It's so weird. So weird. Yeah, I think they changed it because... I don't know. I, they're all over place in the 20s and the 30s. They don't know anything. Unbelievable. They probably didn't even know what year it was. They probably didn't even have years back then. You're so right. They're just You're, guessing. Uh, right. Yeah, they, they really had no idea. They were just like, one thing that I do think about a lot is like before alarm clocks, like how did people just get anywhere on time? Like waking up wise. How did that ever waking happen? Up wise. Like I've seen those pictures of those like knockers where like people would go around to like knock on the window to wake you up oh that's crazy like how did the knocker know when to get up probably everyone just was like well we'll just meet like sunrise or something and but, then but if the knocker's job was to go around okay maybe the knocker starts at sunrise and then everyone else is like we meet at high noon <laughs> you think that's how they talk <laughs> 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 I have no idea. <laughs> when when get out your sundials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whip out I don't the know. I it was very much like a chicken or the egg situation because it's like who woke up the knocker? And then who woke up the guy who woke up the knocker? Yeah. You right. know? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, this is we need to get to the bottom of this. Right. I mean pfft. Seriously. But now I'm like, when was the alarm clock invented? You know? What if it's like way earlier than we thought? Yeah. Now I need, oh, it's like my 2000 God. BC. Literally 1787. Okay, that was a while ago. He made it for himself, though, when it only rang at 4 a.m. <laughs> oh, what a terrible, terrible invention. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> Levi Hutchins of New Hampshire. That's really funny. Wow. wow. Apparently, they didn't become common until the late 1870s. Wow. That's a while. A hundred years At least later. In the US. Yeah. 
Levi was just keeping his his 4 a.m. alarm clock to himself. Thankfully. Yeah, thank God. Wish his poor suitors, his poor suitors were probably like, turn that damn thing off, whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> turn that damn unnamed thing off right now. <laughs> Have you ever considered calling that thing that damn thing? <laughs> 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 it's a really appropriate name um yeah so there you go that's a that's a wealth of knowledge for you um look at me uh, fresh off my win sharing knowledge uh, just a classic true arid form this is a mess this is one of our best pods so far you think you're crushing it oh wow i'm so honored thank you i mean honestly likewise likewise um the flattery okay. knows no bounds uh can, i just noticed you have that to your, go ahead your shirt matches the pom-poms on my blanket oh my god holy i know uh, i'm glad viewers can't see that i'm kidding it's fine but they're both mustard yellow in case they were wondering um but should we take a break yeah, we got to break the momentum. We're doing too well. If you're enjoying this podcast, please consider sponsoring us so that we can continue to create new episodes by going to anchor.fm slash unhealthy. Thank you for listening. Hello, we're back from a little break. Um, and for this next segment... We are going, well, I am going to read some award names or award show names to Matthew. He's going to have to guess what they are for. Do you know what they're um, for? I suppose I have a little key, um, oh. but I suppose that you could also ask me some if you'd like. Oh, yeah. If you, or you, you could guess. Like awards, like trophies, you could, <laughs> and I can do the names of the shows, and so like we'll both guess something. Okay, gotcha. First one I have for you, Matthew. Oh. The Eclipse Awards. What do you think that is for? Um, the Eclipse Award is awarded biannually um <laughs> to the person that witnessed the most eclipse eclipses 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 i think it's eclipses eclipses that's exciting well because eclipse is ellipse and ellipses so that would just make sense um so the person who witnessed the most eclipses that we think yeah yeah that's what I think. But twice a year. It's it's announced twice a year? Yeah. <laughs> so each every six months. Okay. All right. That seems fair. Um, so sadly, that's not the case. Uh, the Eclipse Award is um, an American thoroughbred horse racing award named after the 18th century British racehorse and sire Eclipse. Oh, dang. So a horse racing award. That's cool. Yeah, it is kind of cool. 
Um, this is a common one, but do you know what the Tony Awards are for, Matthew? Um, isn't that like plays or something? Oh, yeah, you got it. I was just wondering if you knew. I got it. I, yeah, okay, that was kind of a guess. Well, you were but right. I, I thought I knew. That's exciting. Um, um, I'm, I'm looking for trophies, but I can only find list of sports trophies. What do you think the SGMAs are? The SGMAs? Yeah. Um, the S SGMAs? Yeah. <laughs> is the dang it? I had something in my head and it didn't fit. I I I was thinking of the. Uh, oh, sorry. SAGMAs, the SAGMAs. The SAGMAs. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. The subatomic um giraffe mammal awards. Awards. <laughs> the subatomic giraffe mammal awards. We have a we have a an atomic theme tonight with carbon. Yeah, Numbers. maybe I'm just thinking too uh, elemental right now. Yeah, you're right. That is that is a good level to be thinking about. Um, I on I only wish that those existed. Maybe they do. Again, another opportunity. Um, but no, it is the Stellar Awards Gospel Music Show. Stellar Award is an award presented by SAGMA to recognize achievements in the gospel music industry. Oh, good for them. I'm glad they have an award. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, I found it. I found a trophy. This right, is I'm exciting. Ready. I'm ready. What is the Corbalon Cor- Cor- Cup? Can you spell it for me? Yeah. C-O-R-B-I-L-L-O-N. Okay. Corbalon Cup. All right. So my thought process here is, even though it's not spelled the same, when you, you said Corbalon it reminded me of the word bullion, like gold bullion. So I'm going mm-hmm. to say that this cup is for the person who mined the largest gold nugget that year. Oh my God. It, <laughs> you're not right, but it should be that. For sure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> In actuality... The Corbelin Cup is awarded to the world table tennis player. Uh, oh! Women's oh, women. Not table men. tennis player. Yeah. Dang. Wow. Well, I didn't get that right. Um, but your your idea is honestly amazing. Again, we're like yeah. just giving away free ideas. <laughs> I for mean, amazing so giraffe mammals, gold bullion hordes. Um, yeah, like honestly, we should be charging for people to listen to this. Truly, truly. Did I ever tell you about the time that I went on a date with a guy to one of those like ping pong bars? He refused to play with a paddle. Mm-hmm. He said he would only play with his phone because he wanted to make it harder on himself. That's annoying. And I was just like, you don't know how good at ping pong I am. Yeah. He was like, he was like, well, I won a championship, and I was like, oh my god. What a dork. Yeah, I know. Was he you actually amazing? 
No. When would that happen? Never. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when does that ever happen? Um, you know what we didn't even mention in our carbon discussion was the Vikings in the tree rings. <laughs> I told Matthew yeah. uh, earlier that today an article came out that um, they used radio carbon date or radioactive carbon dating and tree rings to find out that vikings came over to north america as early as 1021 as in exactly 1000 years ago i forgot that that didn't happen on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) we talked so much before but yeah huge anniversary um everyone is celebrating there should be a cup for that an award show for that Absolutely. Yeah, there should what be it should called? be a primetime television, honestly. That's so true. The the tree ring. Hmm. The tree ring awards. That seems good. Tree ring. Or the tring. The tring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could tring in the new year. Because it's like close to the end of the year. Uh, that's amazing. These are yeah. These are, these are these are just free ideas that we're just handing out to people. Unbelievable. I don't know what why we do it. Truly. Do you have any other words for me or? Uh yeah, this? I have a cool one. Oh the, heck yes. What is the Holker trophy? H O L K E R. Okay, so I have two things that come to mind when you say that. One is the Hulk, obviously. And two is former chairman of the Federal Reserve, Paul Volcker. Could be either one of those things, obviously. So I think that this award is probably, which by the way, you know what's really crazy is that Paul Volcker was like six foot seven. Well, that's tall. And why do I know the height of random Fed chairmen? I'm sure, but I do. And, uh, (laughs) um, and, the Hulk, obviously, very large, too. So I think that this award... I assume is, this trophy is also large. Yeah, so I think that this award is probably for the world's largest man. It should be. <laughs> Again, you're right, and this thing is wrong. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it's actually... It's uh, for the best uh, bridge team player. Oh! Oh, bridge! I thought you were thinking like bridge building. That would be dope, but no, I can. I wish I could find a, a list of trophies that weren't just for sports or games. Uh, <laughs> well, honestly, bridge—that's <laughs> pretty good, though. Do you know how to play bridge? Who was one to one? No, my dad does. I think maybe. I mean, I've oh, seen him play, but I didn't Lee. understand it. I'm sure my mom and dad know how to play too. Probably the thing. The thing with Bridge is like sometimes he he can play it by himself somehow. Oh. Like you can play oh, solo. Brian, love that. Yeah, that I don't understand it? how. Like, don't you just know what the other <laughs> cards are? Maybe he has it. personalities. He's Probably. 
most likely. Right. Not to make light of the that's, people that's... actually have that, but um, that no. was in case. Um, feel free to remove that tidbit from. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be okay. Okay. Uh, well, do you have any helps. more that you want to add? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What do you think of the? Well, these aren't. These are all self-explanatory, as and they have. They have the name, which is really disappointing. Uh, I have a funny. You have a funny one. I have a funny trophy name, the Uthant Cup. Uthant. Uthant. U. Period. Space. T H A N T cup. That's pretty good. Do I get to guess what this is what for? What a crazy name. You don't need to. It's for lawn tennis. Oh, sort of like my mom and her pickle. Is there a pickleball trophy? I wonder what that is. Ooh, I don't see one. World Pickleball Championship Award. Pickleball trophies. <laughs> oh no it's only people selling pickleball trope like i'm like sure my mom retailers that's really funny um do you know why pickleball was named pickleball no because it was named after the inventor's dog it was named pickles oh that's cute very cute very very cute <laughs> that's adorable I think we've reached our end. Fabulous. I think well, anytime you're educational for everyone. Yeah. I also think that anytime that you find yourself researching pickleball trophies, that you should probably just stop what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> get off the internet. Get outside. Get help. Yeah. So so we've reached that point. Um and as, it is always a pleasure speaking with you. Uh Matthew, and uh, educating the masses on carbon, Italian dishes, uh, horse racing awards, um, Paul Volcker's height, um, tree Viking. rings, ancestry. Vikings, ancestry, um, and I honestly forget what most of the awards' actual uses were that you told me. But, uh, oh, yeah, bridge, bridge, and how you can apparently play bridge by yourself. Um, that might not even be true. <laughs> uh, report back, report back. We have to know. Um, <laughs> all right, over and out. As always, I'm Aaron. And I'm.